Happy Friday, everyone. On today's show, we're going to talk about the loss of a Leafs legend, a milestone for a Penguins veteran. Plus, is the NHL weekend slate of games, including today's Black Friday Palooza, as overstuffed as your Thanksgiving turkey? All that and more on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown NHL for Friday, November 25th. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Plus, we're over on YouTube. I am Rachel Donner from Lockdown Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, each and every Friday with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Gil, how was your Thanksgiving? Very nice. Very nice. Uh, always goes by so quickly. But, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is is probably my favorite holiday. You have, uh, you know, food, friends, family and football. It can't be too bad. You know, <laughs> other than the traffic going uh, to Connecticut and back, it was a very nice, uh, very nice time. How about yours? Uh, pretty good. I am in uh, enemy territory visiting family in Pittsburgh right now, which is ironic since the Flyers-Pens game is in Philadelphia at this time Timing. around. And uh, But it, it's a good time. Uh, we watch the World Football, uh, World Cup, as opposed to American football in this house. But uh, a good Thanksgiving with family nonetheless. Gil, we got some bad news or sad news, I should say, uh, the other day with Borier Salming uh, of the Toronto Maple Leafs passing away. And we found out recently uh, this past summer, actually, that he had been diagnosed with ALS. And, you know, he was one of the earliest stars from Sweden to make an impact on the NHL. Um, he joined the Leafs like around when I was born, actually, in the early <laughs> 70s. Uh, but, you know, a, a prolific season, seven or career, 17 seasons, and was a, a real solid uh, two-way forward. He, he was one of the better players on the Leafs throughout the 70s and into the 80s. Uh, probably along with Lanny McDonald and Daryl Sittler. He joined uh, Toronto in 1973 for the 73-74 season, as you mentioned, one of the first Swedes to come over and always handled himself with class, six-time All-Star, uh, a deserving member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, one of those uh, defensemen who could always get into the play and create offense, contribute points on the power play, uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy who had some 60 plus assist seasons uh, in the mid to late 70s. And, um, yeah. 
you know, really, even though the Leafs never won the Stanley Cup uh, while he was with them for 16 seasons, the reason that they were as good as they were was largely because of Borea Salming. And he faced a lot of, uh, a, a lot of questions and a lot of prejudice because he was Swedish and there was sort of this belief that Swedes weren't physical enough, that they uh, couldn't handle the, the, the checking and the physical aspect of the game. And he, he and uh, Ing Hammerstrom, who was the other Swedish player who came over to the Leafs in 1973, uh, they both took a lot of, uh, you know, challenges and a lot of physical abuse uh, because people didn't know if they could take it. And Salming more than proved that he could take it and uh, thrived in the National Hockey League for 17 seasons, as you said. A deserving Hall of Famer, sad that he went. He was just uh, in Toronto for yeah. Hall of Fame weekend a couple of weeks ago and uh, got to say his final goodbye, unfortunately, to the fans. And they got to at least say goodbye to him. Uh, sad moment, uh, but at least his suffering with ALS is, is over. Yeah, and it, it was such, you know, a fortuitous thing that he was able to be celebrated in person with the Hall of Fame so recently. Um, he was the first Swedish player inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, you know, I think that it, it's good that we got to celebrate his career so recently and, you know, make sure he was in the forefront of our thoughts and that everybody knows how much he was uh, adored and appreciated, especially in Toronto. And so I, I certainly am grateful for that. Yeah, it, it was it was a nice way for the fans of Toronto and the Maple Leafs organization to let him know how much he was appreciated and respected and, and the passion that the fans had for him. And he, he earned that over those 16 seasons. So rest in peace to Borja Salming, a, a great Maple Leaf, a great hockey player. And from all indications from everyone I've spoken to who knew him, a great person. And uh, he will be missed. His, his mark on the National Hockey League, for those who are old enough to remember him playing, is, is firmly established. And uh, it's just a shame that, that he had to deal with that debilitating illness that eventually cost him his life. Yeah. Well, switching gears to talk about uh, a joyful celebration, Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins recently played his 1,000th career regular season game. And on Wednesday, they honored him in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, with all of the pens wearing his jersey during warmups. They brought in his family. His son uh, read the starting lineup, I believe, which was really cute. He got a whole bunch of, of gifts. And, you know, to top it all off, he scores the shootout winner in that game <laughs> against the Flames. Like, you could not have scripted it any better. Very, very appropriate. And, you know, the, the, the great thing about Malkin is, and, and I'll say this, even, even though you're a Flyers fan and you may not quite feel this way, but, you know, he is still a thousand games into his career. He's in his 17th season. He's still a point a game player right now. 20 yeah. points in 20 games, still productive. There were a lot of questions as to whether he would stay in Pittsburgh this offseason, but the Penguins kept him. They were able to negotiate a new deal. 
And while Malkin may not be, uh, you know, playing his best hockey at this stage in his career, he is still uh, a very consistent, very dangerous player that any team would love to have on their roster. And uh, it's sort of fitting that he stayed with the Penguins and and was able to uh, continue his career there because he is such a legend with the Penguins. And, you know, here he is. Over a thousand points in a thousand games, you know, multiple Stanley Cups in his career, three of them to be exact, and at age 36, still playing a very good game. So, congratulations to Gino Malkin and and uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins did a, a good job of handling the ceremony. No question about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I will say, even as a Flyers fan, uh, Malkin's been one of those guys where I say, well, if there's one guy on the Pens that you hate him when he's not on your team, but you would love to have him on your team, it's Evgeny Malkin. Like yeah. no question. I think that he he is that one guy that I was like, yeah, you know. Even in this past offseason, you know, when there was that question of where he would go, I was like, wouldn't it be the sweetest thing in the world if if Kenny Malkin wound up on the Philadelphia Flyers? I think uh, it would have been poetic. I don't think he would have done it, to be honest, but I think that uh, it would have been a lot of fun. fans have been able to handle that? I mean... You know, stranger things have happened. And, you know, we had Yager for that one season, and that was a surprise. Yes, that's true. and it went really well for, as you know for Flyers fans. Flyers fans really loved having him around. So uh, I think it definitely would have been possible. And I just think that you know the trolling potential would have been enormous. So uh, yeah, I, but again, they they did a great job honoring Malkin, and it was a, a you know a really great game. I think to watch as a fan, I wound up watching it because again I'm here in Pittsburgh, and my nephew's a, a Pens fan, so we watched, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was, and and you know kudos to Malkin and to the Penguins organization, and and, and to his son for getting to read the lineup. So. Just a great celebration of all things Evgeny Malkin and and great to see and congratulations to Gino. Well, we are going to talk a little bit about Flyers Pens as part of our look at the Black Friday slate of games and the rest of the games this weekend coming up next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball. We have World Cup soccer, esports, and of course, the National Hockey League. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today available wherever you get your podcast. Gil, we were talking a little bit before we started recording the show today and 
there's a metric ton of games today for Black Friday, as is the tradition in NHL uh, scheduling. But I want to talk about the idea of does it make sense for the NHL to put a couple of games, maybe some Canadian marquee matchups on Thanksgiving Day? And would that, you know, conflict with American football and uh, because, you know, obviously Canadian Thanksgiving is different than American Thanksgiving. And to me, it makes sense to put like one or two Canadian rivalry games up on Thanksgiving Day. It would, uh, as long as both teams are Canadian going in, yeah. because I think, you know, it's it's funny because you, you look at it, there used to be sort of this, you know, the, the expression is gentleman's agreement, but this unspoken agreement between a lot of the sports leagues where Christmas day was going to be the NBA's big day. Uh, even in the world series, they used to try to avoid having a game on Monday. Cause that was Monday night football in October when, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was sort of this thing, new year's day was college bowls. There, there was days that were sort of set aside for specific sports leagues and they tried not to conflict with each other. But that has sort of gone by the wayside in recent years. And, you know, I, I think American, it would be tough for American fans to go to the arena. It's sort of not the traditional way for right. Thanksgiving celebrations. And then you have the NFL, that being their big day. But, you know, could a Calgary-Edmonton game make sense on Thanksgiving or a Ottawa, Toronto or a, a Toronto, Montreal game. Yeah. You know, something like that might work. Uh, maybe part of it is also that because there are a, a good number of American players, they also want to spend their uh, Thanksgiving at home with family if they can. You know, I'm not sure if that plays a part, but I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a game or two nationally televised with Canadian, you know, two Canadian teams going head to head. I think that there would definitely be some merit to that. Yeah, I think so too. Especially, you know, not everybody likes American football. Some, you know, some of us hockey fans, you know, would love a, a game or two to watch instead of maybe the late game for the NFL, you know, after our dinner and we're sitting on the couch and can't move turkey you know coma. i think you know yeah turkey coma you know might want to watch a hockey game or two so that would be fun uh the other thing is as is tradition you know you, you were just talking gil about the gentleman's agreement between sports and and whatnot and black friday has been a hockey day for quite some time now and you know, there is a metric ton of games going on today on the schedule. But as we're looking at them, there's not there, there's some good matchups, but there's not a ton of games that are marquee matchups or big rivalries. So, you know, I think that we're looking at one of the earlier games, Carolina at Boston. That's going to be a great game, I, I think, you know really good solid powerhouse teams boston is going for a record for consecutive home wins to start the season 
And, you know, I'm very excited about this matchup, but Carolina Boston is not like a huge narrative focused game, right? And you you kind of just look at the whole slate of games and the only game that is a true rivalry, I think is Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. And, yeah. you know, maybe Seattle at Vegas is working toward becoming a big rivalry, but it's not quite there yet. And all the other games, you know, again, some good matchups, but not really good for the narrative or the storylines. No, you know, you have a lot of East Conference teams versus West Conference teams. There is an original six matchup between Montreal and Chicago, but uh, that's not going to be a marquee kind of game unless you're a fan of one of those teams this year, uh, especially with the Blackhawks slumping the way they are. But, uh, yeah, it, there is not an emphasis on rivalry games. There, there are one or two other divisional games, but they're not hot and heavy rivalry games. Yeah. Uh, one of the games, actually, that I've been looking forward to uh, on this day was Colorado at Nashville. But that is not happening because a water main broke in Nashville. So they had to postpone that one. Yeah, I was looking forward to that matchup also. And, you know, the Avalanche are starting to find their stride. And Nashville is one of those teams, you know, they're very inconsistent. You know the ability is there, but they just haven't been able to put a large string of wins together just yet. But, yeah, water main break. Uh, did they announce when they were rescheduling that game yet? or? I don't think so. They just said to be determined as of our recording, but uh, right, I'm sure we'll right. find out. So instead of uh, 13 games, uh, or instead of, yeah, instead of 14 games, there's 13 games now being played on Friday this week. Yes. And, you know, I think uh, Calgary has been continuing its East Coast swing. So, uh, Calgary won against the Flyers and then uh, just mentioned in that Malkin thousandth game celebration, uh, that was the team that the Pens beat in the shootout with Malkin getting the winner. So, of course, they're headed to D.C. as part of that trip. And, you know, the Caps uh, beat the Flyers recently and Calgary beat the Flyers. Well, everybody beat the Flyers Everybody recently. beat the Flyers recently. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that that should be a good game. Washington is, you know, just got TJ Oshie back in the lineup. So uh, that should be a good game. Uh, I'm a little less enthusiastic about Toronto at Minnesota, only because Minnesota has been so uh, wildly inconsistent this season and it's hard to see you know which team is going to show up and yes I said that on purpose wildly inconsistent. <laughs> I, I think it'll still be a good game especially because it's in Minnesota and right. uh, you know the Leafs right now are playing some some good hockey so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out and then you know, they're they're playing a back-to-back -back this weekend, and, and they have a good game on Saturday as well. They do. Yeah, there's a bunch of back-to-backs with almost everybody playing on Friday. And then, you know, usually Saturday is a busy day to begin with. So a lot of teams playing back-to-back -back games this weekend, uh, including, you know, the Flyers are playing the Pens today and the Islanders, your New York Islanders yeah. tomorrow. And so both the Flyers and Islanders will be on the back half of a back-to-back -back for this one. Yeah, no question about that. And, you know, one game that I'm interested in in, in looking at 
how are the New Jersey Devils going to handle, you know, the end of their winning streak and at at home, the way that that streak ended, fans throwing uh, objects onto the ice when, what was it, three goals were overturned in one game? Yeah. I'm interested in seeing. Now, they're in Buffalo tonight at 8 o'clock, but I want to see how the Devils, who are 16-4 and four at this point in the season, how are they going to handle uh you know, the end of their streak and, and just the way you hate to ended. call that adversity, but in some ways it is when it a winning is. streak in like some that. Way. Yeah. When everything's yeah. going your way for so long and then you get all those bad breaks in one game, I want to see how they handle it. It's a young team, still a talented team, no question about it, but how are they going to handle that situation? Yeah, and on the other side of that matchup, the Buffalo Sabres have scored 13 goals c combined in their last two games. So they're, you know, in a hot streak offensively themselves. They'll be at home. I think up against this New Jersey Devils team, again, it's like not a big rivalry per se, but I think this game is going to be a, a real good one to watch. I, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, there's more games this weekend, as we said, and we will get to talking about them next. Gil, like we said, Saturday is just as busy here with a whole slate of games, again, because of these road trips, like not traditional rivalries, but some super terrific matchups. I am excited for the afternoon game, Edmonton at Rangers. Uh, Rangers have been a little uh, weak as of late, I would say. They've been struggling, like putting it all together. And Edmonton uh, has had some trouble recently as well. Um, they got shut out recently. And so I want to see these teams, you know, battle it out offensively. Yeah, this will be an entertaining hockey game. If you like goals, I think this is a good one, yeah. you know, to watch. And, you know, the Oilers in that shutout, it was a, the Islanders who shut them out. 49 saves for Ilya Sorokin. It wasn't like the Oilers didn't have right. their chances. but. Boy, are they a wildly inconsistent team. If I would have told you before the season started that 20 games in, the Oilers would be 10 and 10, I don't know if a lot of people would have seen that coming. So Edmonton needs to to sort of find themselves, get their, their defense and their goaltending going a little bit more consistently. Uh, and I guess that hasn't changed in recent years. But uh, talented team, just not a consistent team right now. That is correct. Uh, a couple other afternoon, early evening games. It, it's a good staggered schedule for the most part, I would say, on Saturday, which is a rare thing to compliment the yeah. NHL on. But there, you know, in terms of Eastern time uh, games, that is the early game at one. Then at four o'clock, we've got Calgary at Carolina. Again, should be a good matchup between really good teams. Six thirty is St. Louis at. Florida and you know St. Louis has been playing really well as of late and we know the offensive firepower that Florida has so uh, it should be a fun afternoon overall no question about that and and the Blues you know they got off to such a slow start they seem to have found themselves lately and Florida we knew with all the turnover on that roster that they may need some time to to gel 20 games in, uh, it, it's time to see if they can start to do that. Yes. 
Uh, I think the big marquee matchup for Saturday is the Toronto Maple Leafs at Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that is the NHL Network Spotlight game, and it's on all the channels in Canada as well. And, uh, you know, the Pens have been on a roll as of late. And, you know, Toronto being the market that it is, you know, the big Austin Matthews, Sidney Crosby narrative, I think just, you know, and from a toughness perspective, I think this should be a good, solid game with a lot of offensive opportunity but some really like hard hitting physical play as well yeah no that'll be an entertaining hockey game two two very good teams and uh you know a little rare that toronto's on the road on a saturday night but it it, it should be a, a good one and then the other game that i'm really looking forward to saturday dallas in colorado and you know, the Avalanche now are not coming off a back-to-back. -back. I wonder if that gives them a big advantage when they return home to face the Dallas Stars. You know, it could be, yeah, with everybody playing, and it could be a blessing in disguise for them to to have that extra day of rest. I mean, you know, sometimes it throws off player routines, but at the same time, I think you know, just having that extra day of recovery could bode well for them against Dallas, who are no slouches themselves, man. You know, Jason Robertson is just off to a tremendous season and uh, it's one of the, you know, really fun things that uh, we can talk about in hockey these days. No, he is fun to watch. And, and the Dallas Stars kind of quietly having a great start to the season. They deserve... Uh, a little bit more respect, I think, than they're getting and a little more attention than what they're getting from the national media. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And uh, yeah, so, you know, there's there's some games on Sunday as well. And, you know, the, the games keep coming. Uh, I think that there's some lopsided matchups there. <laughs> a little bit but uh hopefully we get some good games out of them i want to see uh what vancouver can do at san jose it's kind of two struggling teams you know eric carlson aside in san jose i oh, think eric that, carlson. yeah yeah you know i i think like what can they do up against each other to try and swing things back in their direction yeah, one of those teams is hoping to to pick up the two points and start riding the ship. And uh, you know, Vancouver after a very slow start, they're they're still not playing great hockey, but better than they were earlier. And and I think more was expected from them than there was from San Jose this year. Uh, so you know, it's a big road game for the Canucks. And then you know. You say what you want about the Sharks. They are struggling. They're they're admittedly in a rebuild right now. But Eric Carlson is worth the price of admission anytime you see that team on the ice. 100%. I have been watching a lot more Sharks hockey than I ever thought I would be this season, especially with them out on the West Coast. And it, uh, But it's worth staying up late for. Uh, Gil, want to wrap things up today with what we're thankful for in hockey land of course i'm thankful to get to talk to you each and every friday on this show it's always a, a good time but i think I, i'm personally really grateful for the growth of women's hockey right now 
tomorrow I'm going to be heading to the PWHPA showcase weekend uh, here in Pittsburgh uh, at their practice facility to get to watch some elite women's hockey. So that should be a good day. Excellent. And, and enjoy that. That should be a very good day. I, I am thankful for being able to do this podcast and the Locked on Islanders podcast to have a platform to talk about the great game of hockey that we love so much. And to do this show with you every Friday is, is always a pleasure. And I, I one other thing that I, I want to mention, I am thankful for the fact that right now we are seeing probably the most skilled, the most uh you know, the level of play in the National Hockey League is higher than it's ever been. The skill level, the fitness level of these players and to be able to see the game played consistently at such a high level is something that I'm definitely thankful for. I am thankful for that as well, as well as all of you out there who are listening or watching us here or on our separate Locked On shows as well. That will do it for today's show. Gil will be back Monday with his show, checking in on NHL teams with hosts from around the league. And we'll be back next Friday to recap the week that was and look ahead to next weekend's slate of games. Uh, You made us your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And have a great rest of your weekend, everybody.